Welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Hope you're doing well, man. And we have a pretty gnarly episode today going deep into the depths of why you might not be building muscle. So, um, as you could tell, feeling a little bit better, not as these fucking allergies, man. You know, like, it's pretty crazy. I've never had allergies up until this point. So when I originally, when spring was coming, because as of this recording, it's spring, I thought I was getting sick. And I don't get sick very often, knock on wood. So I was like, okay, I'm getting sick. And then it hit me and I was like, okay, maybe this is allergies. Went away for a little bit because we got cold here a few days and then it got warm again and then it just hit me again. So it's definitely allergies. But anyways, who gives a fuck about allergies right now? Let's talk about what we actually care about, building muscle, right? Um, so 10 reasons why you may not be gaining as much muscle as you want. And you might be wondering like, okay, why the fuck does this matter? Like, I don't want to get big and bulky and I don't want to build muscle. And it's like, well, listen, you're not going to fucking get big and bulky, right? Um, muscle is very, very important for your health, very important for your performance, your overall function, your metabolism, all of these things muscle is very, very important for. And in the research, it actually shows that when you have more muscle, like your lifespan could be longer. So it's a very, very important thing, not only for like the way you look, obviously, who doesn't want to look good. Um, but it's also very important for your health as well. So let's kind of like, talk about, you know, exactly why and, and, and what muscle can do from like a physical standpoint. Um, essentially, like, muscle, people think of, of building muscle, and they think of bodybuilders, they think of these jacked, huge guys that are wearing extra small shirts, and they had their their biceps are bulging out, they have veins popping out everywhere, or maybe females where they have like bigger traps and just enormous um, looking, you know, uh, legs and, and arms and all that kind of stuff. And, and while some of that stuff does happen for a very, very um, small group of people, the majority of the time, building muscle is actually going to make you look leaner because that's what muscle does. It tones you out. Muscle is more dense than body fat. So it actually takes up less space than body fat does. So you could weigh the same amount of weight even if you've lost, let's say like five pounds of body fat and gained five pounds of muscle, but your 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 body composition is going to noticeably be different because you have more muscle and less body fat in your body. So you're going to be shaped out more. You might have more toned back. You're going to have more toned arms, more toned legs, glutes, uh, stomach, all that kind of stuff. So that's, you know, I think it, it instantly, and I think, you know, it, it could be a lot of things, um, especially like magazines and when you go on a lot of these websites, that's what a lot of these models that they use, that's almost like what 
is promoted, but something to understand is those people, number one, work out for a living. So working out is like their life. So that's basically like all they're doing. And it's not like that happens by accident. Like they're purposefully trying to train to get that way. And after a certain point, you have to push even harder. So again, you're doing it on purpose to get from intermediate to advanced. You have to, again, purposefully add more in, do more techniques. Um, and then once you're advanced, again, you got to be really, really diligent with your working out, nutrition, recovery, biofeedback, all that kind of stuff. So just keep in mind, muscle is going to make you leaner. It's going to make you more toned. It's great for your health and it's going to boost your metabolism. So it's actually going to be the more muscle you have, you're essentially building like the foundation for your body to stay lean long term. You can actually eat more and stay lean. So when you think of building muscle, think of it like that. Don't think of it like, oh, I'm going to get bulky and blah, blah, blah. Like, can that happen? Yeah, but it's not for the small amount of people. Yes, you have to try to do that. And um, it's not going to happen if you just, you know, follow the basics, train, train a few times a week and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, you know, the first time that I ever noticed this was back when I very first got into running. So when I first started strength training, that was basically all I did. Me and a couple of buddies went up to the gym. We would just work out a few days a week, not even a few days, probably like during the week. And for whatever reason, I thought that the weekend like was off limits. Like I would never work out on the weekend for whatever reason. Now it's ironic because the weekends are my favorite days to go up there because I'm still doing something on the weekend. And like, in my mind, it's like, I can go lift. So I'm still going to get this win on the weekend. And I'm still winning on the weekend. I'm still doing something that's putting a win in my bucket. And, uh, and also there, honestly, the weekend, like after I record this podcast, I'm about to go get a workout. There's, uh, not as many people up there, which is another benefit of it. So essentially, uh, for the first like maybe one or two years, me and my buddies went to the gym, worked out, and a lot of our training was focused most mainly on like powerlifting. So your, your big movements, we did a lot of bench pressing, probably too much bench pressing. Um, we did a lot of deadlifting. Never, I never really squatted. Uh, I I never I never really did legs in general. Uh, my first few years of lifting, I was that guy that was like, yeah, no fucking legs, all upper body. Um, the only legs I did was deadlifting because um, I just liked it so much. And uh, it's funny because I was just talking about this with a client. Um, we like like one of my biggest things that I really wanted to focus on when I first started lifting was my bench press. Uh, just for whatever reason, like getting two plates on the bench press, so 225, and being able to rep that out was like goals. And that's just like one thing that I focused on, and that kind of helped motivate me. So side note, this is also too like why these performance-based goals are so cool to set because it almost acts as like a form of motivation and it almost forces you to make progress, right? Because you're working towards something, so you're going to make progress working towards that thing. If you have a goal to deadlift two times your body weight, you're going to get stronger doing that. You're going to build muscle by doing that. So 
just a side note. That's why performance-based goals are so good. But anyway, so um, fast forward, eventually hit 225. It was fucking awesome. Um, really awesome moment. I, I still remember it to this day, getting it. And it was actually a little bit easier than I thought. Um, it was just such a good feeling. And you just think of all the hard work that went into it, and it just made it so worth it. Another side note, this is why strength training is so fucking cool compared to a lot of other exercise modalities because it almost like fits into life and it carries over in every life and i hear this from clients all the time where strength training improved their life it, it changed the way they do other things in life via work via um you know just how they act uh, around you know their kids um how they treat other areas in their life so it's another thing that strength training is good for but um after that i switched gyms because I don't really remember why. Um, I was at this gym for like three years. You know, we did a lot of like actual like heavy lifting. Um, and I forget why. Except me, my mom and I, oh, because I think, I don't know. My mom was joining this gym. And I think I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go to this gym with her. And we talked to the owner. She was uh, the one who, she was the owner, but she also like ran the place. And, uh, she was really nice and to this day she basically has had an, a severely positive impact on my life one of the nicest and most outgoing people um, out there but talked to the owner of of this gym and, and just really liked it and it was a, it was a much smaller gym than um the gym that i was training at but the cool thing about this gym and something that you don't see a lot is this gym was very, very community-based. It The best way I like to describe it to people was it felt like a family at this gym. Um, so many people, there was everybody, like not everybody, but basically everybody knew each other. Everybody was so welcoming. It was like, it almost reminded me of like a high school without like all the drama. Um, just everybody knew who everybody was. Everybody was so supportive. But in addition to that, there was little sub teams that this that the owner like created. We had a running team. There was a powerlifting team. They had group classes on the weekend. So there was all these like little like sub communities in this community. And um, my mom and I, we, we joined the gym. And one of the first things we did was join the running team. And I wasn't much of a runner at all. Uh, growing up, I played a lot of sports, uh, was pretty good at baseball and basketball, um, you know, much better at baseball than basketball. But something I was struggled with with basketball was, and I had asthma, but I just always struggled with um, endurance type activities. Like I hated running. Um, so joining this running team was very, it was different. Uh, you know, it was something that I was like hesitant about, but it just, one of those things where it just felt right. And it was kind of like, Hey, we'll just fucking try it. And if it doesn't work, who cares? And I was in college at the time. So I was like, okay, it'll be kind of cool to like get away and try this thing. So we joined the running team. I get really into running. And for the first time in my life, I actually realized, wow, like I am, you're, and you're going to realize that I'm, I'm tying this back into muscle building here. Um, for the first time in my life, I'm like, okay, wow, I can see my stamina and my endurance improving. So 
I can do this. And I got really into running where I would run every day. And then we joined this event. It's called 24 and 24. I do it every year. Um, it, it's basically we run 24 miles in 24 hours, one a mile every hour for 24 hours. Uh, and it's, it's basically a charity event to help kids that are uh, experiencing life-threatening illnesses. And um, it's an amazing event, but I, I trained for it. And I got really into running. So I wasn't strength training that much. I still was. But I wasn't strength training that much. And granted, I was uh, still pretty lean. Um, you know, I, I've always been lean. So my metabolism has always been kind of like on the higher side. So like I, I usually I have like a, I've always been moving. I always have the tendency to like stand up or run around or, or you know, I, I like tap my foot or, or twiddle my thumbs or whatever. So like my neat levels are very high. So I've always been like a high calorie burner and I don't eat eh, at that point. I didn't eat as much. Eh, that's a lie. I feel like I eat, ate a decent amount, maybe not as much as I thought, but, and, and ironically, actually, if I, I think I did eat a lot, but I think my metabolism was so high that the more I would eat, my, my neat levels would increase because my body was burning off the calories and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, um, what I noticed was when I started running a lot and I didn't really focus on protein at this point, um, cause I didn't really know too much about nutrition. When I noticed by running, I got very flat and granted I was tr strength training for probably two to three years before this. So I built like some pretty decent muscle and, and I didn't really follow, like I followed more of like powerlifting based training and I got pretty good results, but I started noticing like I got very, very flat and it was so confusing to me and it was very eye-opening and I'll always remember this because I was under the impression, I'm like, whoa, wait, like I'm running, I'm burning calories, I'm burning body fat, why am I super flat? Um, and when I say flat, just look like depleted, like I felt like I didn't have any definition, I felt small. And this wasn't even like my brain playing tricks on me because, you know, we're always going to be our hardest critic. Like you could actually see it in a lot of pictures um, looking back now and, and, and the way I think about like how I felt. And I was very confused because I remember like I would have no issues like wearing a tank top um, or like a sleeveless shirt. But then I even the same sleeveless shirts I would wear, they got like bigger on me. Um, I looked a lot smaller in them and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I just felt depleted. Um, so basically what happened was, and I didn't notice at the time, but I lost a bunch of muscle because I wasn't, I was telling my body, Hey, let's get good at cardio and fuck this. We don't need that muscle. Our body, that's too expensive to hold on to right now. So in order to get good at cardio, we have to get rid of some of this muscle. Um, because your body's very good at being very efficient at things and being good at things. So it's going to do what it has to do to get good at whatever stress you're placing on it. So um, I didn't know at the time. And just because of the way I looked and how I felt, I just not even thinking like, oh, I got to put on some muscle. I'm just like, I'm getting back into, into strength training because I obviously I probably was like, okay, I want to get back into strength training because I want to build muscle. But also I do think that I was, I did have like some injuries from running a lot, like my knee and my hip. Um, so I think I took a break from running, but I got back into strength training and I started following this, uh, program by Chris Gethin. Um, he's like, a you know, pioneer, in like the bodybuilding space, like very famous, but he had a lot of, um, high intensity, high volume programs. And, um, 
I'll make a podcast on this later, but essentially it was like your balls to the wall program, like throwing up, uh, no pain, no gain type program. Like it was brutal, but I was so young and, um, I was eating a lot that I tried it and I got really, really good results from it. Like this was the first time I ever really followed a legit quote unquote bodybuilding, uh, program. And uh, I got really good results on it. Was it sustainable? Fuck no. Um, it was like a three-month program. And every time I, I ran it twice. And both times after I ran it twice, I had fucked up shoulders, fucked up knees to the point where I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night. And uh, man, it would just be like excruciating pain in my shoulders and my knees because there was so much volume, so much intensity, like literally going to failure on every single set. If you didn't go to failure on every single set, you had to like redo it. Not only that, there was uh, advanced techniques to go past failure. So literally, I remember there was one time, there was a, a huge like reverse pyramid set where you started at 50 reps, dropped down to 40, then to 30, then to 20, then to 10. And um, it was all in one thing. So it wasn't even like do 50 reps, rest. It was like, no, 50, drop the weight, 40, drop the weight, 30, drop the weight. It was fucking brutal. Um, so, yeah, I'm just thinking about it right now. I'm hurting. Uh, so, uh, so I got some really good results, and I built a lot of muscle from this. Um, and I noticed, I'm like, wait a minute, holy shit! Like, because at the time I was running a little bit. I was still doing some cardio. I, I don't necessarily know if I was like running. I think I was like, like the gym had like these, these ellipticals, and I remember. I would always go on them and like I was in college at the time. So I'd watch some like videos to study for exams and stuff on elliptical. But I noticed I'm like, holy shit, like I'm putting on muscle and I'm very, very lean. Like I actually weighed more. This is the funny part. I weighed more than I did when I was running. And and remember, I thought running was good for getting leaner and losing body fat. So Let's just say I weighed like 155 when I ran and lost all that muscle. I weighed about maybe 165 after doing these programs. Um, so I weighed more and I looked way leaner. So I was like actually skinny fat before. And then when I got back into strength training, I started to bulk and tone up a little bit. And I actually looked leaner because I had more muscle in my body than fat. So it was that was like one of the things where it was like mind blown. It was like, holy shit. Like, this is what muscle does. Like I actually weigh more. I can eat a little bit more and be leaner. It's like, whoa. Like, cause I, I always used to get this dude. Um, you know, uh, going to the gym and I had a few people I talked to at this gym. Now I'm kind of like, I'm the type of person where I just put my headphones on cause I'm at a bigger gym now. Um, but anyways, uh, a few people would be like, yeah, dude, like looking jacked, you know, blah, blah. And back then it was really cool to hear that. Now, honestly, I'm just like, yeah, like, thanks. I appreciate it. I just, I, I appreciate people saying that, but I don't want to say I don't care. It's just like, yeah, I know. Like, I think cause my mindset with strength training has just changed so much. I'm not like, I don't do it for the aesthetics anymore. I do it more for the mental side of things, but I feel like that's a progression that you get down the road it's like okay first you do it for the aesthetics then you do it for how you feel then you do it for mental um but 
always people would ask like hey how much you weigh and i would always tell them like yeah around like 160 165 and they would be like what like i thought you weighed like 180 or i thought you weighed like 185 i would get that so dude all the fucking time all the time i would get that um and that was kind of like cool to me because it was like oh shit like man you know like looking pretty good um so basically strength training is going to be your foundation of shaping out your body okay so i want to that's we're 20 minutes in but that's why strength training is so important um for building a good or a good looking and healthy physique um when we're talking about the physique part of things so um and yes, I still do cardio. Um, you know, I still um, do a little bit of that. I still run sometimes, but mainly I do strength training because there are benefits to cardio. But uh, that was really like the biggest eye-opening thing to me. So um, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically my story with figuring out like, holy shit, like, wow, uh, this is what it's like to build muscle. So uh, basically, let's let's kind of dive into these 10 reasons so I don't keep you too long, but just to go over, basically to build muscle, you have to like send a signal to your body to build muscle. And a lot of this can be done via resistance training. And, you know, that could be via body weight with weights, uh, resistance bands, any of this type of equipment. Eventually you, you're, you are, you know, to, to make progress, you are going to have to get some form of equipment. Like, do you have to? No, but there's only so much you can do with body weight. There's only so much you can do with 5, 10, 15, 20 pound dumbbells. Eventually, if you want to keep progressing, and again, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if you do want to keep progressing and and making progress, you're going to have to get more equipment or join a gym or something like that. So essentially, you have to send like your body a signal to build muscle, right? Um, and this signal can be created one of three ways. It can be created via muscle damage. It can be created via mechanical tension or uh, metabolite accumulation. So um, basically like muscle damage, like the eccentric portion of a movement when your muscle stretches, think of it as like kind of like tearing a little bit. Um, so like the eccentric portion of the movement when your muscle is very stretched, stretching out, that's when a lot of the muscle building happens. Uh, mechanical tension, think of like going close to failure and um, really creating enough tension to send signal to your body to build muscle. And uh, metabolite accumulation is basically just a pump. Just think of like getting the pump, like higher rep work, getting that pump. Um, and all these kind of play a role in each other. And like, we don't know this, like we don't, we still don't know like all the specific mechanisms. A lot of these are like kind of like best guesses. So um, we kind of have like an idea, but again, like there's still some mechanisms we don't know about. So just basically think of like, pushing hard and 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 um also what is called progressive overloading basically doing more over time to keep your body adapting right so giving your body a reason to grow essentially so like doing more than you did the previous week so if you squatted 10 pounds week one squatting 15 pounds week two boom that's five more pounds than the week before boom your body has to adapt to that to be able to handle that 15 pounds okay goblet squatting week one okay hey let's let's goblet squat um 
with a uh, box week two. Okay, let's goblet squat without a box week three. Okay, hey, let's switch it up to a two-second hole at the bottom with a goblet squat week four. So, like, boom, you're doing more than you did the week before. So, basically, super quick summary of uh, how to build muscle. So, um, let's kind of dive into these 10 reasons with we are 24 minutes in. Let's go. So, reason one, um, you're not going hard enough in your workouts. So there is, you know, it's tricky because when you're a beginner, you can get stronger by literally just lifting like 30, 40, 50% of your one rep max. So super, super light. So if your one rep max is hundred pounds, you can gain strength by lifting 30, you know, 40 pounds. Um, with muscle, you do have to challenge it a little bit. Now, when you're a beginner, you don't have to go as hard. You can build muscle by leaving, you know, four, five, six reps left in the tank. But what I see a lot of people is they they, they kind of do the same thing over time, right? They think of, I used to see this all the time when I used to train people. They would uh, think like, okay, hey, I'm going to lift these light weights and I'm going to tone the muscles, right? Like, I remember because when I went to my second gym that I trained at, I took over for some other trainers and nothing against those other trainers. A lot of them are really, really, really cool people, still friends with some of them today, but they instilled a lot of these, like you have to tone your muscles, you have to uh, shape out your body, you have to feel the burn, like no pain, no gain type mentality. So with me almost coming in and and having a totally different philosophy of like, hey, like we're lifting heavy to actually shape out your body. We don't have to burn all these calories or or tone the muscles. It was like, there's a lot of pushback. Um, So the clients that ended up pushing hard and and really uh, going, you know, not close to failure, because again, if you're a beginner, you don't have to go as close to failure, but you, you need to have those hard reps. So those last few reps should be pretty challenging and they should noticeably slow down. You need you need at least one of those reps to stimulate growth. If your first rep looks like your last rep in simplest terms, you're not lifting heavy enough. You're not pushing yourself hard enough, okay? So that's number one. So if, if you feel like you aren't going hard enough or if you're questioning it, take a video of yourself and look at it. Does your first rep look like your last rep? If it does... You probably need to go a little bit harder and 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 push, right? Yes, it's it's uncomfortable, but life progress comes from uncomfortable things. So that's what I would I would urge you to do. And if you're wondering, like, okay, what is failure? Failure is basically going all the way to the point where you're not able to lift any more reps. So if somebody's holding a gun up to your head and was like, "Hey, motherfucker." You better fucking lift one more rep or else, you know, something bad's going to happen. You'd be like, holy shit, I can't. So the best way to do this is, number one, film yourself. See if that that last one, two, three reps was challenging. But one of the best ways to do it is to actually go to failure so you know what that looks like. Um, You know, she's going to hate me for this. But I always bring this back to uh, one of my clients, Amy. Just amazing. You know, she's been on the podcast before, I think, episode two or three. And, uh, we were, tra- we were doing some arms one time and, uh, I think we just were going to practice like, Hey, let's go to failure. And I think we, she was like, yeah, like 
I think I'm going to get 15 reps and I think she ended up getting like 30. So, and the research is very clear on this. We're very, we're, we're not accurate at all with our perception of failure. And I'm guilty of this myself. Even as a coach, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, I had some reps. Like I still take videos of myself sometimes and I'm like, oh wow, I still had more reps up in the tank. So number one, film yourself, see if, see if those last few reps are challenging. Number two, actually go to failure. So you actually have a better internal, um, I guess, awareness of what failure is and how close you might be to that. Because that's where a lot of the muscle building signal comes from. Um, number two, you're not eating enough. You have to eat like you want to gain muscle. That's just the name of the, that's just the way it is. You have to give your body the resources it needs to, to build muscle. Now, can you build muscle in a calorie deficit, meaning eating less uh, then your body burns. Yes, there's three main ways that you can do this. Number one, if you're a complete beginner, you can build muscle in a deficit, although it won't be as much as you would build in a surplus. But if you have a lot of weight to lose, you, you that's number that's actually reason number we're way number two. Uh, you can build muscle by being a deficit and having a lot of weight to lose because your body has excess excess energy on its body is as stored body fat to use towards putting muscle number three muscle memory so if you're coming back from like some time off maybe you haven't lifted in a few months or you, you had an injury um your body already has like think of it like it's like a memory card right your body already has like that memory chip in it it's like oh okay well we've already built muscle before so we already have the the memory of how to do this so when you start lifting again it comes back just that much faster so your best bet, though, is going to be going into like a bulking phase, um, especially if you've lost a, a decent amount of weight and maybe maybe you've been at the same weight for a while. Like I would definitely recommend going to a bulking phase um, because, again, you're giving your body the energy it needs to put on new muscle. Uh, in addition to that, you're giving your body the energy it needs to go hard in your workouts. Remember, you, you want to go close, either close to failure um, or, uh, you know, we might be talking about this a little later, but have a little bit higher volume because volume is another way to progressive overload it. And higher volume is related to building muscle as well, but there's an inverse relationship between volume and intensity, how close you're lifting to failure. Um, you don't want to have both. Like I said, I tried that and oof, it fucked me up. Um, you want one or the other. So, Eating more can, number one, help you give you more energy to go close to failure, but you don't need as much volume. Eating more can also help you get through some of those more higher volume workouts, but you're not lifting as close to failure. I know that's kind of confusing, but it can help you basically push hard in your workouts to give you that muscle building response, but also it can give you the fuel afterwards to, number one, help you recover, which is very important for building muscle. If you're not recovering, you're not able to adapt. Your your body is just in that stress recovery cycle where you're constantly like just breaking your down muscle, repairing it back up. You're never building it back up bigger. It's just boom, breaking down, building up, breaking down, building up. And then if you way overtrain, you're constantly just breaking it down. Um, but that's I, I doubt a lot of you do that. Um, but uh, eating more is again going to give you the energy to push hard in your workouts, going to give you the energy to recover and have the tools needed to build the muscle back up bigger. Yes, with a surplus, you do gain a little bit of body fat, but 
you're exchanging muscle for a little bit of body fat now and then you can lean out a little bit later like it's for most people you're not gonna get the best of both worlds but again remember this isn't like a short-term thing that you're we're talking about life here we're talking about making this into a lifestyle and changing your body over the the years not months years so you're doing something short-term now for long-term gain i'm going to add into that too is and and also um not eating um enough carbs this could be number three or it could be 2.5 uh, because carbs are basically your body's main source of energy. It's the quickest source of energy, like boom, instant. And your body stores carbs via glycogen in your muscles. So that's basically instant energy that your body can just pull from your muscles. So you, boom, you can push hard in your workouts. You can, uh, recover a little bit better. Um, and, and boom, that's going to directly lead to more muscle. If you can push hard in your workouts, you can build more muscle. Um, and if you have more energy, you could possibly do a little more volume, all this kind of stuff. Uh, also, as a side note, glycogen does hold on to uh, water. So water, when it's in your muscle, it's going to fill them up and make it look more toned and lean, right? So before like a bodybuilding competition, I don't know if you ever heard of um, basically that last week, and I'm not like a bodybuilding coach or anything, but uh, that last week, they like the 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 contestants like deplete themselves and they carb up like the night before um, because that carb up fills out your muscles. So definitely eat more carbs. Uh, okay. So reason number three, um, you're not being patient enough. So building muscle takes a fuck ton of time to do. It, it, it's, it's a very drawn out process. So, um, you know, actually let me back up. I forgot to say, um, Shoot for a 200 to 300 calorie surplus uh, if you want to build muscle. Uh, okay, so with with, with not being um, patient, again, like it takes a long time to do. So I recommend going into a surplus for like, honestly, like four to six months at the very least. Uh, obviously, the longer you go, the more muscle you can build, but it does take time to build muscle. And it also when you look at your progress pictures, you're not going to see much month to month, like especially the first like one, two, three months. Uh, so honestly, the longer you can go, the better. Um, and basically if you're like a beginner, um, you could probably build a solid, probably like a solid pound of a solid amount of muscle, um, you know, per month, maybe like around four pounds, if you're a beginner and you have everything perfect, I could be totally wrong on that. And about half of that for a woman. So like a male is like double the amount of female can build. Um, so when you think about it, it's like not that much. It's going to vary person to person. But if you look at it, the long game and you think more of like the whole year versus this month or the next two years versus this month, you could drastically change your body in a one to two year span by bulking, cutting, bulking, cutting. And when you think about it like that, like your body is going to be changed for the rest of your life. So if you could like think of it as like, Hey, I'm going to spend the next one to two years going really hard because it's a lot easier to maintain your physique than it is to get to that physique. Right? So all the work you put in one to two years it's going to be able, it's going to be easier to maintain all that work 
for the rest of your life by putting in all that hard work there. So I just want to kind of say that. So basically, I would say, you know, cycle in and out, maybe go on a bulk for six months, go on a cut for two months, do maintenance for a few months and go on another bulk for six months. And then after two, three years, your body is going to be completely transformed. And who knows what you'll want to do after that. But the work after that is way less than the work during that. So you're almost putting in the work now to have to put in less work later. And that's basically anything with fitness. Like the work you put in now, whether it's fat loss, whether it's endurance, makes the work in the future much easier. So um, basically like something I see a lot is a lot of people go back and forth. They're like, okay, I gained some body fat, fuck, you know, so I'm gonna cut down. It's like, no, like, you have to understand that yes, you are gonna feel a little bit fluffy, you are gonna gain a little bit of body fat, but you're in control. It's nothing crazy. It's not like I think we think like when we gain body fat, we're gonna go back to either where we were or we're going to become like this like huge person. And like if you I show people this all the time. If you've seen like my clients who have gone from a surplus and done it from month one to month six, there's not that much of a difference. Like you might think you're like quote unquote more fluffy and, and bigger. But when you actually look at the the pictures side by side, there's not much of a difference. You're still like quote unquote lean. You're not like going to fuck it mode and eating like cheeseburgers every day, pizza every day, and like turning into a fat ass. It's like, no, like you're still going to be somewhat lean. So um I wanna say that because you're in control and you have to follow through it. You're going into a surplus and and realize hey this is what i'm doing trust the fucking process keep in mind why you're doing this to build muscle not to lose body fat you can always go back to that later so make sure you do that so number number four moving on is uh you're too focused on body building movements now any exercise there's no good or bad exercises okay um if all you do is focus on isolation type movements. It's not bad, but it also might not be optimal because we don't have, we're talking about practicality here, right? So you'll see a lot of bodybuilding programs be like a lot of high rep movements, a lot of ISO work. Um, we don't have much time. We're busy people, right? So like compound movements work multiple muscles at once so you're going to be saving time so you don't have to literally focus on okay i have to do three exercises of back today three exercises of chest three exercises of shoulders three exercises of biceps three exercises of triceps and be in the gym for two hours it's like okay hey no i can do a barbell bench press cool i'm hitting my chest triceps shoulders boom okay i'm gonna do a chin up cool i'm hitting my biceps and back um cool so everything's covered and then then at the end of your workout you can sprinkle in some isolation work to add more volume into muscles you want to build. So this is why um, I like to focus on movements versus muscles, at least in the beginning of your workout. Because each of these movements, whether it's like a horizontal press, a vertical press, horizontal or vertical pull, a squat, a deadlift, number one, again, you're working multiple muscles at once, so you're being more efficient. And number two, you're going to be able to lift much more weight than you can in the isolation movements. But then whatever muscle you want to build during that bulking phase, or you can even split it up, maybe three months you want to build your chest, maybe three months you want to build your biceps, maybe three months you want to build your, maybe all six months you want to build your arms, whatever it is, sprinkle in either some extra volume at the end of that training session with isolation movements, or 
sprinkle in maybe like an extra day of isolation movement. So maybe you do like an upper lower split Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then Friday, you just add in some extra arms or some extra chest. But if you um, only do isolation movements, you're going to uh, kind of not only like you're going to still going to get good results, but to get even better results, you're just going to have to spend more time. You're going to have to do more work and just can become like kind of like unmotivating at, at a point and just too much. So I personally think adding in some compound movements as well is very uh, beneficial from a time perspective, but then also from a strength perspective as well because you're going to be able to lift more weight, get stronger, and the stronger you are, the more weight you can lift then to build muscle. So it kind of plays into each other. Um, so that's that. Uh, reason number five why you're not building muscle is you're actually doing too much. I know. Um, I basically uh, just went over saying like, hey, like you're not doing enough. Um, but a lot of the times is, and again, this was me before I can speak from personal experience. I'm sure maybe you, you, either this is you, or you know, somebody that did it. Um, again, I used to think like the more, the better and up to a certain point. Yes. But you have to lift based off of your experience and training age. If you're a novice, if you're still a beginner lifter, you should not be doing an advanced program. If you're an intermediate, you should not be doing an advanced program. You should be doing the program that fits you, your lifestyle, and that you can be consistent with that makes you feel best. But if you're doing too much for your body, your body, again, remember, it's a two-part equation. Your body needs the stress, which you get in the gym, but then it also needs to recover so that it can adapt. If you're constantly stressing your body and doing too much more that your body can recover from, if you do too much stress that your body can recover from, it's never going to adapt. So... You need to be doing the best type of program for you. Now, if you're a, um, I'll actually hop into this next, but basically the, you need, you should be doing the least amount that you need to do to make the best change, right? You don't need to feel like you need to puke. You don't need to feel lightheaded. You, you don't need to feel like you're going to die. Like your muscles, you don't even feel like you're going to fucking be sore for the next two weeks. It's like, no, like if you're still progressing, you're going close to failure, you're making progress week to week, you feel good. Yeah, you might be a little bit sore here and there. Yeah, you might be a little bit fatigued here and there, but sleep's still good, biofeedback's good, libido's good, you're still progressing week to week, going up five you know, pounds a week on lifts, maybe 10 pounds, um, and you just feel good. Boom, there's no reason to change anything. That's cool. You don't need to change anything. However, I dropped my thing on the ground. However, if you're, um, if you've been lifting for a while and you do start to notice things start to slow down, um, then we kind of go into our next point is you're not doing enough. So if you, if you're, if you are more of like an intermediate and you notice you're not making as much progress and you're recovering very well and like things are feeling really good and like you're lifting maybe like two days a week, or you're only doing maybe like 10 sets per muscle group per week. Like that's when it's like, okay, Hey, like we need to increase the volume. So let's bump up the volume to, you know, maybe 15 sets per muscle group per week instead of 10 or maybe 12. Okay. Hey, let's add in maybe an extra day here 
or let's add in some extra movements. Okay, hey, rather than just focusing on movements now, like we said before, like, okay, I'm getting all my muscle groups hit. Awesome. I want to really focus more on my back. So I'm going to add in some extra back work on my upper body day one. I'm going to add in some extra back work on my upper body two. Okay, actually, I want to build some arms. I'm going to bet put in an extra arm work on my upper body day, or I'm going to put in a chest and back workout after my upper lower days. There's a bunch that you can do, but this is why programming and being in tune with your body is so important. Generally speaking, you want to aim for 10 to 20 sets per week per muscle group. And each workout you want to aim for at least to kind of split that up about eight to 12 sets per workout, right? No more than that, I should say. Let me say that. Obviously, if you're doing 10 sets per muscle group per week and you have two upper body days, you're going to be doing five per workout. But if you're a beginner, you might not even need 10. But anyways, um, generally speaking, 10 to 20 muscle, 10 and 20 sets per muscle group per week. Um, and then each workout, no more than like eight to 12. It's going to be different depending on everybody. Okay. And, and you kind of have to like, play around with it and I would start on the lower end. So like if you're doing, let's just say, let's just say you're aiming for, um, like 16 sets of back and, uh, you do eight sets of back on upper body day one, eight sets of back on upper body two, and you feel pretty good. And, um, you think maybe like you're not progressing as much anymore. You can't increase the weight. It's like, okay, I'm going to up the volume a little bit. I'm going to add in a set. Maybe you add it in one set each day. So now you're up to nine sets per uh, muscle group per exercise. So you're still in that eight to 12 range, but you're now you're up towards that 18 sets per muscle group, okay, for a week. So you're kind of getting close to that top end. And maybe now you're like, okay, that's enough. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm going to stay here for a while. So um, that is, um, that is basically why, like, how to add it in. Um, but if, if another reason why you don't want to do too many sets as well in a, in a, in an exercise session, workout session is because after a certain point, there's like diminishing returns. Like you don't have like the energy anymore to push hard. So it's just like junk volume, right? You're just doing the movement just to do the movement. You're not actually like doing enough to elicit a change. So this is why like again, like why body part splits for a lot of people aren't the best because if you need like 15 sets per muscle group to grow in terms of volume, right? So how many sets you're doing? If you had to do all 15 sets in one workout, by the time you got to that like 10th, 11th, 12th set, you'd be gassed. So that 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th set would be junk volume. So you're better off splitting that set up into two days. So you're hitting that muscle group two times a week, which research has shown to be the best out of the range. Um, and, and yeah, so man, I can go on and on about this, but I don't want to drag on too much because we still have uh, a few reasons to go, but basically it's so nuanced, but you're either not doing enough or you're not, or, um, you're doing too much. So again, or, and, and maybe again, this could not be you. Maybe you're doing the right amount for your body. And, and if you are, keep going. Okay. Reason number seven, your technique is dog shit. The goal is especially and especially for beginners um, slash kind of intermediates, not necessarily as much intermediates, but mostly beginners and beginner intermediates. 
um, is to use muscles, not momentum. Because you don't want momentum doing the work, right? If you're doing a barbell curl and you're swinging the barbell, like you don't want the, the momentum from the swing to be bringing the weight up. And uh, you want your, your biceps to be actually bringing the weight up, not momentum. Also, like you don't want like your bigger muscles to take over. So if like you're kind of like using momentum or like you're tweaking your body, like you don't want your bigger muscles to take over for that movement, right? So if you're like really trying to um, feel your uh let's just say your your rear delts on like a rear delt fly and you're really like using momentum and like trying to lift like too much weight your traps can take over right and again it's not a bad thing but just kind of giving you an idea here um and you want to actually make sure you're placing tension on the target muscle right so this could even mean Leaving your ego at the door, pick that shit up when you get back out of the gym, but leave your ego at the door, lighten the weight a little bit, focus on having really good form, using the right proper muscles with proper form, controlling the tempo, and you could actually get, number one, better results, but number two, feel the muscles a little bit better um, with a little, little bit less weight right so like again like don't be the person who like grunts and twists their back and wears a fucking weightlifting belt to do some curls like dude lighten the weight a little bit have a nice open chest nice tall chest keep those shoulder blades retracted and, and down keep those elbows pinned to your sides count to one to two seconds on the way up and two to three seconds on the way down and you'll be good um so you know but i do want to say too um well, first, I, I want to add in like I like to say earn the right to add weight um, because I think a lot of people jump in too quickly to add weight. And again, this is a totally different topic. But when you're first doing a, a lift, a lot of it is skill based and uh, your body can adapt just by getting better at the skill of the lift. And you don't need to add weight and you shouldn't add weight until like you're comfortable with the skill um i think a lot of people add too much weight too soon and and number one they get hurt their form shit and then they end up plateauing quickly and it's just not good so um earn the right to add weight and um the the, the one thing that i will say though is you start to get a little bit more advanced sometimes you have to use momentum and i've been guilty of this myself uh and training some people but something that i learned is like you can only lift so much weight when you have perfect form or what you think is perfect form. And sometimes just to get the amount of stimulus that you need to grow and, and elicit that like muscle building change and response, you do have to use a little bit of momentum, right? You just have to, just to get that extra contraction um, and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes those last few reps in a movement, it's okay to use a little bit of momentum. You, the last few reps don't have to be perfect. Sometimes those last few reps are okay to use a little bit of momentum, but your whole like, your whole set shouldn't look like that. Um, and if it does, and you, you should probably decrease the weight. Reason number eight, you're not getting enough sleep. Um, a lot of your recovery comes from sleep. A lot of your um, muscle building hormones get released during sleep. So it's very important, especially if you're in a building muscle phase. Build, sleep is very, 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 very important. It's one of the, the most important things, actually. Um, that way, you can get enough energy to actually recover and build muscle, but again, have enough energy to push hard in your workout. So try your best to get around six, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep a night. If you can get the, like more than that, like seven is better than six, eight is better than seven, 
um, that is going to be uh, the best. But try your best to get enough quality uh, sleep. And if you struggle with this, stay off that phone. Try to set up a sleep routine at night. Um, maybe try to go to bed around the same time. Try to cut out caffeine six hours before bed. Uh, set up your room to promote good sleep, whether that's like white noise or turning your room to a, a certain temperature, like a cooler temperature, getting some blackout curtains, um, wearing like a sleep mask, whatever you have to do, like shut off your electronics, read a read a book before just to calm your mind or take a hot shower, whatever you have to do to get to sleep, like try your best, especially if your goal is to build muscle, but just overall health in general, sleep is like great. And trust me, I, this is another story for another time, but I used to be the person where I was like, sleep is for the week. And uh, especially the other old job I used to have and going to school, um, I used to have like really early classes. And then I used to work for my dad. And the job we had was um, required us to go into work at 4 a.m. So I was like the king of getting three to two hours of sleep a night. And let's just say that was not a fun, Bob. Um, so uh, reason number nine you're treating your workouts like cardio. This is not a boot camp class, okay? It's not an exercise to look at your heart rate and get your heart rate up for building muscle, okay? And this kind of ties into like what I was talking about when I got some of the clients at the gym I trained at from old from other trainers because they were in this mindset and it wasn't their fault, but... It was like, okay, I need to, you know, go, 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 go. I need to get my heart up. I need to feel the sweat. I need to feel the burn. I need to feel like I'm going to fucking die and I can't even walk out of here. And I need you to like scream at me. And I'm like, obviously, if you can't already tell, this is my personality. I'm not much of a screamer. I'm, I'm pretty laid back. But um, your heart rate's going to go up, but um, especially if you're pushing yourself hard enough. But like, that's not like a way to be like, yeah, like get my heart rate up. It's like, no, like. That's that's cardio, right? We want to focus on building muscle. So like, it's interesting though, because like another way to know that your set was pretty hard was like, if you actually need the rest. So if like you have like, there's a few ways, I've, I've kind of changed my stance on this a little bit. There's a few ways to do it, right? Like um, you could shorten rest period times a little bit and you're, you're gonna have to decrease the weight a lot. But if you're really like trying to really optimize muscle growth, like you're actually being optimal, and this isn't always optimal because your workout program could be pretty long if you do this with every single movement. But if you're really trying to optimize muscle growth, you want to aim for that two to three rest period time. Again, it's not always optimal. So even like just lightening the weight a little bit and shortening the rest periods, that could be still a way to um, build muscle. You just got to shorten the rest periods a little bit. But if you try to want to be optimal here and get the best results possible, because we're talking about gaining muscle and being optimal, then trying to get two to three minutes in between each set is going to be that. Um, because uh, number one, like if you're pushed up hard enough, you're going to need that to to recover and push hard again the next set, and they're set up for that. Um, but again, that's not always the most practical way so if you can't do two or three sets cause it just takes so much time like that's totally cool this is another thing too like the closer you go to failure on every single movement the less volume you need so 
if you're going to failure every set, you don't need as much volume. Like you might only need one or two sets of that exercise. So something to keep in mind too. Like you shouldn't be doing three, four sets of absolute failure training and doing a bunch of those. Like if you're leaving a few reps left in the tank, yeah, you should probably be doing like three sets, a muscle group, two to three sets or three to four, depending on your age. But if you're going to absolute failure and even beyond failure, like no, like you only need like one or two sets of that. Um, so again, like if you're only taking like 30 second breaks, you're not allowing your muscle to recover and you know, you might have to drop the weight and all that kind of stuff. So that's the first nine. We're on to the last one. Reason number 10, this one is pretty obvious. It's a new, another nutrition one and you're not eating enough protein. Um, I see this all the time. Uh, you know, people come to me and say like, Hey, they want to build muscle. Cool. Look at their nutrition. Um, I don't think people have trouble eating. And eh, that's not true because it, being in a bulk is hard. Um, but protein is, is a struggle for a lot of people. And, um, you know, if you want to build muscle, you have to eat enough protein. Like think of like as simple as terms, breaking the muscle down in the gym, then you build it back up through your diet afterwards. And like protein is what helps build it back up. So you have to give your body enough protein so that you can build it back up. That's the second part of the equation. So you want to aim for about like 0.7 to one gram per pound of your goal body weight. Uh, you know, so if your goal body weight, for example, was, we'll just keep it simple. 150, you'd want to eat around somewhere in the range of 105 grams to 150 grams. So you have a pretty big range research shows now can like more protein. Um, if, if you're closer to that 150, is that going to build more muscle? Um, it, it depends on a few things. Um, if I mean, how many calories you're eating and, and training age and all that kind of jazz. But generally speaking, it could. Um, it, it's going to be dependent. But try to eat the most you can. But at the very minimum, eat 0.7 grams. Very minimum. Um, and if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, um, eating protein every two to three hours to keep muscle protein synthesis spiked. Um, basically your muscle building signal can help and making sure that you have enough amino acids flowing through your body and your bloodstream before a workout. So maybe like an hour before getting like somewhere around like 15 to 30 grams of protein, just to make sure you have amino acids flowing through your body through your workout to help you get through your workout. And then, um, then after you work out, get some more in, um, again, just to be optimal, it's not going to make the biggest difference, but it makes a difference. So yeah, man. I mean, that's basically it. That's the 10 reasons why you are not building muscle. Um, and, you know, I know that seems like an exhaustive list, but if you made it to this point, number one, thank you. Um, and and it, the thing is, like, it's not easy to do and it, it takes time. And this is just like, number one, if you're struggling and you're frustrated, number one, this is one of the one or a few of these reasons could be the reason why and number two these are count these are some of the things i've seen as a coach over the past three years um these are some of the mistakes i've made as my own trainee over the past 10 years um and it's kind of like a thing to kind of look for when you do want to build muscle and you do want to do all that kind of stuff um and change your body composition this is a good list to think of when uh you do that so um yeah basically that's basically it. So thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you a ton. And until next time, we will chat soon. Peace.